Welcome to the Dr. Berg Healthy Keto and Intermittent Fasting Podcast. Now your host, the man taking your health to a whole new level, Dr. Eric Berg. Let's talk about the dangers of someone giving you the wrong diagnosis. This is something that's very common, yet can create a lot of problems if you're diagnosed and treated incorrectly, not to mention the side effects from all the drugs that you'll be getting unnecessarily. So the worst thing that a person can get is that you have this disease or this diagnosis, yet when it's actually another problem, it's never going to be solved if you have the wrong diagnosis. To diagnose someone, you need to evaluate them with complete data and true data. Now, I'm going to give you a little example of a recent situation where um, I had some people responding to something in the news that said the ketogenic diet now has been proven by scientific studies to cause heart problems, okay? Well, there's other data to show that the ketogenic diet helps prevent heart problems, right? So when you have conflicting information, you have to start asking questions. You have to start digging into the data and looking at it yourself because sometimes when you look at secondhand information where someone's giving you their opinion about another study, uh, it can be slightly flawed. So if you actually look at the data and you read it yourself, it was a study involving mice and they were on the ketogenic diet. So I thought until I found out that it wasn't the ketogenic diet at all. It was a high-fat, high-carbohydrate diet. Uh, just because something is high-fat doesn't make it keto. Keto is low-carb. So the percentage of carbs that they put these mice on were 30%. Well, keto is around 5% carbs. So that was an example of false data. Let's give you some other examples. Let's say we have GERD. This is a disorder where the, the, the valve on the top of the stomach doesn't close, so you have acid that comes up. And so if you read on this, they'll talk about genetics, maybe some environmental things, but it doesn't actually tell you the actual underlying cause. Evaluating someone's diet is not looked at very much in the medical profession. And unfortunately, this data is very, very important because if this is not added into the equation and it's not looked at closely, you're going to come up with different conclusions and a different treatment. And so you also have to understand that some data is more important than others. So if you're focusing on the genes, which you really can't change too much, versus the diet, which you can change, this would be way, way more important. Let's take a slow metabolism, right? A lot of times people will say, well, it's your, your thyroid is slow. So let's say you do a test and you find out the thyroid is low. So then what causes that? They just say, well, you don't, your, your thyroid is deficient and we can just keep treating it, right? So you're on medication for a very long time. And so we're not really actually getting deeper into why. First of all, when we evaluate this, we have to be complete about it and we have to have all the data. Uh, here's some extra data. 90% of all Hypothyroid cases are Hashimoto's. That's an autoimmune problem. Autoimmune problems relate to the gut. Another piece of data that's rarely evaluated when you're looking at these connections. So let's say, for example, a person doesn't have an autoimmune disease. Then you have to look at other reasons for a hypothyroid problem. Well, if there's a liver problem, if there's a gallbladder problem, simply because 80% of that 
conversion from T4 to T3 happens through the liver, and the 20% happens through the kidney. Also, if you're high in estrogen, that can inhibit the thyroid hormone. This is why uh, women sometimes when they go through pregnancy, when they get this spike of estrogen, end up with a slow thyroid. This is just using all the data that's available to evaluate the most likely cause of the problem. Now, they might say a slow metabolism is that you just eat too many calories, right? This has been completely disproven because how do you explain the skinny people that can eat like a horse and they never gain weight? And then you have the conclusion that a lot of people make is, well, you're just eating too many calories. But that doesn't give you the whole picture. It's not all about calories. Usually, if someone has a slow metabolism and a problem with their set point, so let's say they lose weight and they get down to 150 pounds, but they can't seem to get below that, um, that is related to insulin resistance, another piece of data that is rarely evaluated or added into the equation. If you fix insulin resistance, which by the way, when you have insulin resistance, many times you have high insulin, you fix the metabolism, you fix the set point. Okay, then you have high blood pressure, which is a very common diagnosis, uh, which is related to genetics and risk factors and smoking and all these things that are factors, but are they the most important pieces of data? Usually not, because the most important data when you're evaluating blood pressure, it should be potassium and vitamin D and high insulin. These three things will raise blood pressure faster than anything else. But if this is not evaluated, the person ends up on medication for the rest of their life. One last story. I had a uh, patient who came in with um, heart pain. She's been to the emergency room, um, other doctors. The cost for all the testing was $40,000, okay? And so here's another really important tool when you evaluate. You wanna get a complete history. When did it start? This question was never asked, okay? So I found it happened like, I think a week previously on a Tuesday. I said, what time? She said, five o'clock. I said, then what, what happened right before this? What did you eat? Well, we found out what she ate, a huge banana split, okay? She rarely ever does that. I already know when you eat those type of foods, you're going to sometimes uh, affect the gallbladder. And that sometimes can create a blockage, which can create pressure, which can then back up in the liver, which can then affect the heart. So I knew about that link. I said, lay on the table, did some gentle massage in the area of digestion, and her heart pain went away and it never came back. So this is just using this simple little question right here. And so can you imagine if she was actually diagnosed with some heart defect and they actually did surgery? that would be devastating. And so it's important when you evaluate to get all the data, make sure it's true data, understand that some data is more important than others, and definitely do a complete history.